Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Would you pray for me? I mean this very sincerely. I want you to pray for me, and here's how I'd like you to pray. I want you to pray that I will finish well. At this juncture on my own journey with the Lord, I recognize that just because a person may start well or even stay well for a period of time does not mean that they will finish well. All of us know people who had a great start and somewhere along the way they got distracted. Somewhere along the way they sat down on the sidelines and they did not finish strong for the Lord. In our last study, we were looking at Acts chapter 20 and verse number 24. I want to read it to you again today and then the handful of verses that follow Acts 20, 24. These are the words the last words of the great apostle Paul to the Ephesian elders. He says to them, But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Here is a man who's finishing with a conscience clear before God and clear before these people. Oh, that's how I want to finish. Uh, the Apostle Paul would later say in his last book that he had finished his course. I want you to know he finished well. Earlier in this very same book, in Acts chapter 13 and verse number 25, uh, the Apostle Paul had preached a sermon. And in the sermon, he used the same expression for another man, uh, speaking of John the Baptist, Acts 13, 25, and as John fulfilled his course. Uh, this was an expression that he I think, frequently used and understood and applied to his own life. He knew that John the Baptist had finished his course and finished well. And what was Paul's greatest desire as he nears the finish line? And I'm not talking about Jerusalem. I'm not talking about martyrdom. I'm talking about seeing Jesus face to face. As he set his eyes on the prize, as he looked to the end, his greatest desire was that he would finish well. Here are three ways we all should desire to finish. Number one, I want to finish straight. I mean by that, straight down the line, on the same course, not moving from side to side. That's the meaning of this expression, none of these things move me. In other words, not blown away, uh, not, not pushed off course or pulled away from the Lord, uh, but instead moving forward by the grace of God, not distracted, and not detoured. In the words of the writer of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, looking at a Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we, we look to Christ. We keep our eyes on him, and in doing so, we keep moving forward. We finish straight. And then secondly, we want to finish spent. He says, 
Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. It's a happy ending, but it is exhausted for the Lord, literally having given everything, holding nothing back. Satan says, preserve your life. Jesus says, lay your life down. The flesh says, love your life. Jesus says, hate your life, die to self, give it all to God. In the words of the great apostle, do not count your life dear to yourself. Count Jesus dear. Count Christ precious. And when you do, uh, it won't be any great sacrifice to yield your life to the Lord Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 15, uh, he said, I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Give it all to God. Give it all to the Lord's work in this world. Uh, listen to the two parts, his life and his ministry. He said, I want to finish my course with joy. That's his personal course, his life, and the ministry which he received of the Lord Jesus. And there's a divine order here. If our ministry is going to stay right, then our life has to stay right. If I'm going to, to give my very best to Christ personally, then that will enable me to give my very best in serving others every day for the rest of my life. So uh, let's pray that we'll finish straight not moved. Let's pray that we will finish spent, not counting our life dear unto ourselves. But then number three, let's pray that we will finish with a song, with a happy heart. He says not only that he would not count his life dear to himself, but he wanted to finish his course with joy. Finishing not just on the right side, but the bright side, a happy heart and a triumphant testimony for the Lord Jesus. Oh, my friend, the joy of Jesus is greater than the hardships of this life. And the joy at the end is greater than the difficulties now. Satan has no happy old people. But the Lord, oh, the Lord has people who not only finish with joy, but find their greatest joy at the finish line. You know, the Apostle Paul's heart was like another who journeyed toward Jerusalem. Do you remember our Lord Jesus when he steadfastly set his face to go toward Jerusalem and yet, here is one who suffered much more than any of us, than even the Apostle Paul, and yet he finished with the victor's cry, it is finished. Paul is not the ultimate example of finishing well. Christ is the ultimate example of finishing well. Let's follow Paul as he follows Christ. Let's pray, Lord, help me keep following well. Help me keep serving well. Help me keep living well until I see Jesus Christ face-to-face. -face. You know, let me give you an Old Testament contrast to this. Have you ever pondered the contrast between Paul finishing well and Solomon who did not? Solomon is a stark reminder, a stark reminder of the sad reality that a man can begin with a tender heart, can be filled with wisdom, but end empty and full of regret. He writes Song of Solomon when he's young and in love with the passion of first love. He he writes Proverbs at the height of his power and reign with all of the wisdom that God has given to him. But he writes Ecclesiastes as an old man looking back on his life full of regret and saying all is vanity and vexation of spirit. What a sad deterioration from Song of Solomon through the Proverbs to the Ecclesiastes. Dear Lord, help me to finish well. I want to keep a Song of Solomon heart in an Ecclesiastes world. I want to finish well for the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you make that your prayer today? By the way, 
You don't determine you're going to finish well when you get to the end. You're deciding that today, and you're deciding it every day with every step that you take on this journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be great to come to the end and be able to say like Paul, I've done all that God gave me to do. He said, I gave you all the counsel of God. When Joshua led the children of Israel into the promised land, he took the instructions that God had originally given to Moses, and he says this in the book of Joshua, that he had left nothing undone. Oh, what a glorious thought, that we would leave nothing undone. Whatever it is that needs to stop, stop it. And whatever it needs, it is that needs to start, start it. Whatever it is the Holy Spirit is prompting and prodding in your heart today, do that. Don't leave that undone so that for the glory of God and by His grace alone, you can finish well. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before He ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel, whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website. Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.